Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast for adults. You are listening to a special edition of the Kinky Cast. Today we present Frolicon 2021 pre show with Pam. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max, and welcome to a special edition of the Kinky Cast. Why is it so special? Because we have Pam from Frolicon on the line. How are you, Pam? I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm great, but gee whiz, we missed each other last year. I know it's been way too long. I was looking forward to uh, rubbing elbows with 3,000 of my closest friends, but um, (laughs) that was kind of a problem last year. Yeah, last year was not the year for that. No. No. This year, Uh Frolicon, instead of being in uh, Easter season, has been moved down to a kind of Halloween season. I know. I'm so happy about that. Halloween yeah. is my favorite holiday. And uh, so I'm actually kind of excited about it being in October. It is, that's kind of cool. October 14th to 17th. That's a Thursday to Sunday yep. in Atlanta at mm-hmm. the Sheridan, our favorite place to go. We love it. It is so good. They they treat us so well there. That's wonderful. They are amazing. They have been, they've always been amazing. And this past year and a half, they have really stepped up and been incredible partners for us. They have just been incredibly understanding and uh, more helpful than, um, than they had to be. And we cannot thank them enough. They are amazing, amazing, amazing people. Well, it's a fun place. It's a great time. Frolicon 101, for the people that haven't been before, why would I want to go to Frolicon? It is a very unique experience. Um, it, it is a very uh, light in some ways and, and interesting juxtaposition of the kink and, and sexual positive worlds and geekdom and fandom all rolled into one. Um, it is very interesting mix of people. Boy, when you put all those things together, it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> it is. It doesn't seem to mesh, and yet somehow it flows perfectly for us. Um, I don't. It, it's really hard to describe this to to folks because we have a lot of a lot of our people who have come from that fandom world at, you know, things like, especially in the Atlanta area, places like, like, um, you know, Comic-Con and, uh, you know, those other types of fandom events. Uh, and then you have our folks that have come from the kink side of, of the world. And for some reason, we just have gathered the, the handful of folks that mesh in both of those worlds really well. And, and that's what we are. We're, we're just the, the big, mix of that. And it is a fantastic time. The one thing that it isn't is really opposing to new people. You walk in and you feel like everybody knows you and and it's like you found your tribe. I think that actually uh, folks who have been there for the first time are they're so sought after. <laughs> people love seeing fresh faces at Frolicon. They love seeing new people there. And um, every year we have a nice crop of them. Um, I would say on average, we probably gain a good couple of hundred of new new faces every year. And man, are those that have been with us for years and years and years, they just love to show on the ropes. Literally, 
Yeah. Literally. And figuratively. <laughs> yeah, both ways. And the a little one, bit of both. And the one thing about having a whole bunch of virgins is we can corral them into a big room and have a virgin <laughs> sacrifice. That's right. We do. We do have a virgin sacrifice every year. It's one of our largest events on Thursday night. And it's just kind of a big welcome to Frolicon party. Um, and uh, it's it's every year it's a little different. They theme it up a little bit differently every year. And uh, we get the virgins in there to do some some fun stuff, but also to give them some good information about what's, what to expect, what to see. And prizes. And pro- of course, prizes. Uh, lots of interesting, interesting stuff in that in that event. I, uh, I rarely get to actually see it. So um, and I actually haven't heard what their theme is this year. So I'm excited to see what that might be. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that are still to be announced on the website because uh, there's lots of changes going on. Moving an event six months down the road, in this case, 18 months down the road, is a little mm-hmm. tough. Uh, it's it's a challenge, uh, which is difficult for some people. I kind of thrive on chaos, so that's not so much. It's a challenge, but I, I'm ready for it. The, the issue is mostly um, hotel-related. We, we really needed to get firm uh, information from the hotel about what spaces we had when. Uh, Because the beginning of this year was still a little bit difficult to have large events during, everybody's big event sort of got smushed to the back half of this year. And so there's lots of overlap for different events. And we are just butt to butt with, with other events in the hotel itself. And so we just wanted to make sure we knew what spaces we had and when we were going to have access to them. And that really just kind of pushed pause on our programming decisions until we knew what we were going to have to work with. And we have that information now, and we will be uh, working on getting that space dolled out to our different programming tracks and, um, and, and ready to go. As far as specifics, it will still probably be several months before we'll have that ready to go, but but uh, we are starting on it ASAP. You mentioned tracks. Let's uh, tell everybody what the tracks are all about. Sure. We we have three main tracks of programming at the con, and those each are kind of broken into little tiny tracks, depending on, on uh, how you want to look at it. Our first big track is our main programming track, and that is mostly nighttime events. So those are things like performances, burlesque performances, um, contests like our, our very incredibly popular most bankable ass competition, um, costume contests, things like that. And uh, then we have two tracks of programming that mostly happen during the day. And those are our kink track, uh, which is uh, classes, workshops, and panels, uh, all kink related in various forms. And then uh, we have our think track, which is more educational, uh, writers, uh, a lot of uh, relationship type of things. We have an amazing and gigantic poly track. That gets bigger every year. Every year, um, understandably so. And uh, those are just, just take up hundreds of hours of programming during the day. Uh, it's, it's huge amounts of programming. And uh, both of them, I, I believe some of the old... Uh, schedules are still available on our website, so you should be able to kind of get a, a better idea of what will be going on then. But uh, they are just massive amounts of information and education. So the kink track is 
most is is all things kink related. So we have a um, a rope track that obviously focuses on lots of of rope play. And these are classes, panels, and workshops. So a lot of hands on stuff uh, with just some incredibly educated presenters. More information on who will be there this year as soon as we confirm them. And then we have our think track, which is more geared towards education and relationships and a lot of uh, other fun kind of programming like dance classes and move, we, ca- we call it movement classes. So lots of things like yoga and, uh, and dancing and things like that. So a little bit of everything. It just kind of puts feelers out into all aspects of, of the kink world. The key word here for some of these tracks is education. And you're bringing some of the best people around, say, from the the kink world to talk about different techniques and things. Uh, I've sat through some classes that are just awesome. And if uh, our listeners want to check those out, go to the uh, search on the KinkyCast homepage, kinkycast.com, and type in Frolicon. And all of those recorded classes will come up. And so you can get an idea of what they're like. Uh, it's a lot more fun being there in person because you get to watch the demonstrations. <laughs> they are pretty entertaining, aren't they? <laughs> uh, they are. Yes. And some of them have left a permanent indentation in my brain. I have no doubt. Hmm. There are sessions given by legal experts. There's usually a lawyer speaking about uh, different things, either uh, poly law or uh, kink law or, or different things like that. Uh, there is just such a wide variety of things. You can't sometimes choose between two events going on at the same time because there's lots of stuff. That is a big issue sometimes. So, uh, you know, you just have to come back the next year and try it out the Try it out again. And that's why on Polly. Uh, that's, that's right. And that's why on KinkyCast, we try to record some of these so that you can hear them if you have to go oh, to the other one. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, we, we've got more recorders this year, and uh, we're going to try to get as many as we can. That's fantastic. This is a way for people that can't get to Atlanta that are on the other side of the world, for instance. We have a, quite a big international audience to hear some of these really good presenters. Pam, how long has Frolicon been going on? This will be our 15th event this year. Uh, last year would have been 15 had we uh, been able to, to have it last year. But uh, so technically, we, uh, we're still in year 15. So uh, we're really, really excited about that. Uh, we, we could not have done it last year, obviously. And that was a big bummer because we knew we were going to just blow it out of the water with year 15. And, um, and so, you know, it was difficult to, to have to put that on the back burner until this year, but, uh, but we're ready to go. We are so happy to see 15 and we are already talking with our hotel about contracts for 2023 and 2024. So I have no doubt that we'll see year 20 as well. Fantastic. Now here's the thing. Uh, if you want to attend Frolicon this year in Atlanta on October 14th through 17th, you got to do a few things like get on the website and get a ticket. Absolutely. Register. Uh, you can do pre-registration if you if you so choose. Um, they will be available for a limited time. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to stop. 
Um, but it will s- most likely sometime this summer, um, we will stop taking pre-registrations. But it's a great way to save a couple of bucks because they will be cheaper uh, online pre-regging than it will be if you just walk up and buy a ticket at the door. Of course, if that's an easier thing for you, if you are unsure that you'll be able to make it or um, or you just prefer to do it on site, we'll have those for, for, uh, for you there as well. Um, and then you've really got to get your hotel room as well. Those hotel rooms are that we don't usually sell out um, of, of hotel rooms, but we do sell out of certain types of hotel rooms. So if you need something specific, that that is uh, something you probably want to do as quickly as possible. And this is intended to have the whole hotel. Mm-hmm. And there is a little caveat with an asterisk there because they have contracts with airlines and a couple other things. And so sure. uh, when you see a uniformed airline pilot going down, <laughs> they are not going down to the dungeon to play, usually. Uh, not usually. Not usually. <laughs> Not um, every now and then. <laughs> however, the flight attendants look pretty good. Um, no, I'm sorry. I got distra- <laughs> distracted there. Um, they are, they don't interfere with the operation of Frolicon at all. In fact, a lot of times they buy tickets and come on in. It has happened. Yeah, it has happened once or twice. There have been a few times when we have run into people that were staying in the hotel in the elevator and they were going, "What's what's happening here? What is all this? And when we tell them, we had a situation uh, many, many years ago when we were in a different hotel where I actually was in an elevator with uh, a gentleman who was um, about to be heading over to Iraq, I believe. And he asked me about the event and I told him all about it. He said, that is so interesting. He's like, can I go? And I was like, absolutely, you can. I told him where to you know, meet me and I gave him a badge and said, enjoy before you head overseas. And he ended up winning the most bankable ass competition that year. <laughs> <laughs> and something will stay with him forever. Absolutely. He had such a great time. And, uh, you know, that, that it's, it's, that's just the kind of event that it is. You don't have to be kinky. He obviously had no experience in that world before. And he came and appreciated it for what it was and loved every minute of it and made some lifelong friends out of it. And um, and just had a great time. So let's talk a little bit about operations here. Uh, sure. The event starts Thursday late afternoon. Correct. And if you're going to check into the hotel, I will guarantee if you're standing in line at five o'clock on Thursday afternoon, it will the line will be out the door. It'll it'll be a little busy. Yeah, yeah. it will. Um, it, the earlier, you know, it, with hotels, it's so interesting because. You never know when the group before you is getting out of there. So sometimes you just have to wait around. Um, but uh, if you're unsure, I, I believe the hotel has online check-in. Um, so you can usually get pre, pre-checked in, you know, get them on the list, get yourself on the list. Uh, more information will be available about that once, once we start uh, making details about checking in and things like that. But yeah, it can get a little hectic on Thursday. Um, if you're unsure about whether you want to stand in that line, book an extra night, come in on Wednesday. Uh, we don't technically have any events on Wednesday, but there's always people there and hanging out at the incredible pool that the hotel has. It is the most beautiful hotel pool I've ever seen. It literally looks like a courtyard in new Orleans. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, they will be sitting around the pool, having cocktails, uh, eating dinner, like, there's plenty of people there to see and meet on Wednesday night as well. So let's cover some of the rules here real quick. 
When you're in the hotel, the only place that allows complete nudity is downstairs. On the first floor, on the, the main event, the main space of, of the convention, which is technically the first floor, which is the basement. Below, one floor below the lobby, All right? Correct. The lobby is actually the second floor. Technically, we're not supposed to allow complete nudity on the first floor outside of the classrooms and things, but, you know, we block off people from being able to see what's going on on that first floor pretty well. And the hotel, again, is, is very lenient with us about that because they know how, how diligent we are about making sure that that first floor is just our little world and, and we keep it very separated from, from the rest of the world. And you have very good security uh, there. So when you come down the elevator, you w- walk into a black curtain area where they check uh, badges and all that before you can get in. Also, Correct. there's staircases and stuff. All of them have secure security mm-hmm. guards uh, at them making sure. And I say security guards. It is uh, con security. It is your people, Correct. not not the hotel people. Absolutely. It is, it is volunteer staffed. Uh, security all from the convention world. So it isn't overbearing, uh, you know, hyped up super macho security that we've hired. Um, it is just, it is people who are also familiar with the con world and who mostly are, are very familiar with the kink world as well. And um, they love it. And it's such great people watching for them. They absolutely love it. <laughs> And for anybody that's new and they want to figure out what's going on, there is a group called the Native Guides. How right. They're like our, our information booth. Uh, we have them stored away in a couple of different places, but the main location is in uh, the, the main open area on that first floor. Huge table with everything that you could need to find out about the event. There's information about the event itself. There are signups for contests and games. There will be um, some very specific things for this year that might be necessary if, if COVID is still a thing that we want to keep an eye on. That's always the place to go. It is where you would go to check out um, if cancels have been canceled or if times have changed, things like that. Um, so it's a really good source of information, especially if you're new to the event and, um, and you aren't quite sure where everything is or you need to know how to get to a particular classroom or you just want some general information. The Native Guides is the way to go. Let's say it was my first Frolicon and I go there solo and I'm looking to find friends to play with because I have some unusual kink that you don't normally hear about. What would I do? I would say the first thing you would do is check out your schedule and find a meetup or a group that seems to fit the interests that you have. Um, If you aren't sure what those interests are, find find something new, find something that you don't know what it is and go check it out. Um, we have a lot of meetups throughout the weekend and uh, they are a great place for like-minded individuals to find each other. Um, general areas, like I was saying before about the pool, um, sometimes the hotel bar, those are places, that, those are great places to meet people who are just uh, maybe not completely engrossed in their kink at the moment. And are a great place to, to find uh, just, just chat uh, people like that. Um, and, you know, sometimes just wandering around and seeing someone who is doing something or is engaged in something that looks interesting to you is a great, great way to do it. Obviously, you, you know, be polite and consent is always key. So I wouldn't just walk into the middle of, of a situation. But 
can't hurt to, to stick around and wait until they're done and, and ask for some, some opinions or, uh, or other, other events that might be going on that seem to fit, fit your interest. Also, right by the Native Guides is a corkboard where you could put up requests. Our, our wish board. Wish board. That's right. Yeah, that's I, right. I it's... wish I could find somebody that will do X, <laughs> Y, and Z to me. Correct. Uh, sometimes it is that. Sometimes it is I would like to do this, this, and this to someone. Uh, sometimes it is simply I have a volunteer shift at 3 p.m. I wish someone would bring me a sandwich. It is, you know, it is really just this all-encompassing board of wishes and some of them are um really really funny some of them are uh are serious are, are dead serious about what it is that they want and it's a great a great way to find someone uh, in a pool of 2500 people find someone who uh, would help you out with whatever fantasy it happens to be that you have that weekend and I do remember you adding more boards to it because they get so full of these little <laughs> It really does. It really, really does. There's a thousand it, it, plus swishes up there. Uh, there's a lot. It, it gets very, very crowded. And um, sometimes you just have to dig through them a bit. But that's half of the fun, I think. It really um, is. It really I mean, is. finding the wish that you want to, to help someone fulfill is great. But honestly, reading through some of the others is, is the best. Like, they're just so, they're so entertaining all, all on their own. They are. And then uh, also you have the bead station where you make a little bracelet that has colored beads that uh, let people know if you're a top or a bottom or, or whatever you Whatever it happens into. to be that you're into. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you put these little bracelets on and when people see those colors, they know what you are and they may approach you and say, hey, do you want to Absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of our little take on the handkerchief flags thing. Mm -hmm. Not not exactly the same, uh, but it's it's just our kind of little little take on it. And it's always fun just to wear them around and watch people looking at your wrist. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. Wondering about. So as you come into the main area, there is kind of a pre-function area where um, the hallways lead off to the different meeting rooms. And it is surrounded with tables of uh, different groups, uh, including the kinky cast. Uh, come by and say hi. Uh, and authors will have their books there. Different uh, social organizations will have uh, pamphlets there on their services. And uh, it's just an interesting place to gather and people watch. It Absolutely. Is, oh, it's just really great to just watch the people come and go there. And everybody is friendly. I, I've just, you know, you can go up and approach somebody and ask them anything. Uh, it's really a great group of people. Absolutely. It's where uh, a lot of our performers will set up shop and sell CDs that they're that they're selling or t-shirts. And um, it's a, so it's a great way to kind of get to know some of the performers that we have there at the event as well. Um, it's a really interesting little, just a little midway kind of thing. Uh, at night in that same area, we have bands that will perform. Uh, musicians, they'll set up uh, in one little little spot, and people will just gather right in front of them and dance and and listen and have a great time. Uh, so it's a really active space, even though it's not technically a, a classroom or or a performance area. It's a there's a lot that goes on in that little space. And then there is the dreaded vendor area. <laughs> what dreaded? Oh my God! Well, it emptied my wallet. <laughs> I can I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh it's a 
it is a dangerous place, isn't it? It is. And, uh, you know, you can go there and you can buy a hat, a really nice mm-hmm. hat. You mm-hmm. can buy a flogger. You can buy as much rope as you could swallow. Um, <laughs> and everything Corsets. else in between. Oh, yeah. Corsets, shoes. Um, I think we usually even have uh, vendors that have things like comic books and, and DVDs. Like It's just a little mix of everything. Uh, artwork. Uh, we do have an art show as well, but we usually have an artist or two that sets up shop in the vendor's room as well and does face painting. Uh, Miss Morris has been doing face painting with us literally since year one, um, and she's amazing. Uh, it's, ju- it's, it's just a little bit of everything. If you're a shopaholic like me, uh, it's, 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 it is dangerous. You're exactly right. It, it's a dangerous place to be. Yes, it is. <laughs> so all of these things that we've described tonight are, are like a carnival, a, a kind of a kinky carnival, a, uh, a gamer's carnival, relationships, everything you can think of is kind of under one tent for four days. It's a pretty cool thing. I think so. I think we've done a pretty good job of uh, making, making something very unique. And, uh, and, and we're, we're pretty proud of it. We, we have survived this past year, which is not an easy thing to do when you are a singular annual event, um, but we have done it. And, um, and we expect this year to be really, really fantastic and unique. Uh, the fact that we are happening in October and that it is uh, right around Halloween, it's giving it this different kind of energy um, than I think it would have been had we had it in, in May, even during a regular non-pandemic um, year. Uh, it's It has a unique energy to it this year that I'm really excited about. Halloween's my favorite holiday of, of the year, so I'm excited about it anyway. But oh, yeah. uh, the, the I themes, think I can feel them coming. Oh, I know. Oh. It's, it's like, I can't imagine the costumes. I, I am really excited about just seeing everybody really, really, really embrace the, the holiday, the, fall, the, the Halloween feel. And uh, I'm really excited about it. Well, Pam, uh, we're all excited now. Uh, let's get out, get our uh, um, tickets ordered and get registered, get a hotel room booked uh, because you do want to stay on premise because there's so much going on from morning on through the morning, <laughs> the other morning. It, it, I don't think it ever stops. <laughs> I mean, we might stop some programming, but there's always somebody roaming around doing something. <laughs> there always is. And the gamers are running like 24-7, I think, aren't they? Uh, I think I think usually they, they shut down for an hour or two just just so they can, uh, you know, take a shower and eat breakfast, the, the people who, who run the room. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, um, they're always in there. <laughs> that's the way gamers roll, though. I'm, I'm a, that's the world I come from. I come from the geeky gamer world. And, um, and don't give us an empty room we'll we'll fill it we'll fill it with geek with geekdom just in the game room alone i've seen everything from uh cards against humanity to some of the huge theme games yeah we actually will do um strip settlers of Catan. like in, like <laughs> the weird like we will find a way to make it geeky and kinky at the same time we will we will do it um, there's usually several contests uh, and games throughout the weekend there in the game room alone. So if you enjoy gaming, um, that's the, it's, a, it's a really fun fun little spot to be. We'll have regular board games. We'll have people in there just playing 
board games all weekend, just hanging out with people that they haven't seen in a while. And then we'll have people that are just completely uh, naked and enjoying it that way as well. I think they used to do a reverse um, poker, uh, strip poker. Like they would start out naked and slowly add clothing <laughs> on as, as the game went on. So, you know, we get, we get a little, uh, get a little silly in there. <laughs> well, and it's all in fun. Absolutely. The, the, the watchword here is consent. You mm-hmm. can get just about any kind of kink uh, you want on if the other person is into it also. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a very safe convention. I, I've seen so much good go on here and people learning things and you know, respect, I think, is what it's all about. It's a very respectful group. We do our very best. Um, we don't uh, suffer fools very easily. Um, we want everyone to have a great time, but we really want everyone to be safe as well. And um, we don't feel like you can have a good time if you don't feel safe. So we do our best to make sure that that is how you feel while you're at the convention. And um, if at any point in time you do not feel safe, that is why we have security. Um, And we try our best to make sure that uh, things are handled in the most professional and um, quickly and professionally. And, um, and, and, it, it doesn't happen often, but of course it does. There's a lot of partying going on at our event as well. And sometimes, uh, you know, alcohol and, and um, intelligence don't always go hand in hand. Sometimes things get a little out of control, but, uh, but for the most part, we are, we, we are pretty proud of our, of our attendees. They are fantastic people and they, um, they police each other way better than we could ever do. So, um, so that's, that is a testament to the, the community. Well, Pam, this is uh, something to look forward to. Uh, gee, October is a fun month anyway. This is going to be the kickoff to Halloween. I'm Let's so excited. get it done. Absolutely. All right. So uh, keep an eye on frolicon.com. Uh, there's so much going on there. Uh, get your stuff booked. And let's all see each other on the floor in Atlanta, October 14th through 17th this year. Absolutely. We will see you. Absolutely. Thanks, Pam. Appreciate the uh, you coming on the show. Abs- anytime. You have been listening to a special edition of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our kinky crew, I'm Max.